It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, let's do it. It's called the podcast. It's it's like a... It's like a uh... Let's see. Al's in New York. I'm in Chicago. So it's like a cross-city podcast today. Al Dukes, how you be? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, yeah, I was wondering, do you ever listen to podcasts where they, like right before you did your 3-2-1, we were having like a conversation that just, yes. uh, we were talking and then Eddie started the recording process and that sort of thing. Yeah, Rogan does that. Yeah, Rogan does that. Mark Marin does that. Maybe we got to start doing that. Doing we could like, do that. Uh, maybe we'll leave this one in for today. I'll have Eddie leave that entire thing in. Like, um, look how casual we are, Jerry. We're so casual. Yeah, I don't want it to come across, though, that uh, I was upset with anybody here, though. Oh, okay, well, then we'll leave that all out, then. Yeah, let's leave that out. Okay, well. Because I wasn't. They were phenomenal. You were, yes. It was just one miscommunication led to a little bit of chaos. Yeah, I don't like when podcasts do that anyway. Bugs me. Like, set it up. Get what do you the, mean? Like, when the podcast just starts and they're right. in the middle of a conversation. Sounds sloppy. And then they go, oh, we're rolling. And I know they want to sound casual. Right. But it yeah. sounds sloppy, and I feel like I'm not getting the proper introduction that I, I should agree be getting. I, I agree with you. That's why we do it the right way. The other funny thing that some podcasters do, not a lot of them, and it's mainly people who worked in radio and are now podcasters, they reset the show as if they're on the radio versus being a podcast, which people are listening to straight through. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that do podcasts now that believe that that's now what radio is well they'll be like in the middle of their podcast go uh we're talking to right tom cruise yes right, you, they, they it, think you're listening and you can't see and you're not the one that clicked on the interview oh yeah i don't know but yeah but you are the one who clicked on the interview correct correct but i Unlike think that's the, that's like old school radio that's what i'm yeah. saying i think too many people think they're still doing radio yes that's correct that's what i mean yeah like that uh on the radio you have to keep saying who you're talking to because people are popping in and out right agreed but for the podcast they're mostly not uh speaking of which i listened to uh some of and i was a little rough to get through some of it joe rogan had this guy on jerry who has this piece of property in Alaska. Okay. And I guess there was a documentary on his property called Boneyard, Alaska. All right. It's five acres. And in that, under the, uh, on that five acres, they have found over, over 250,000 prehistoric bones. No kidding. Yeah. Why like, were they looking? Um, I guess when the guy first bought the property, he was walking around, they smelled, they smelled decay. Oh, God. And it was rotting flesh from prehistoric animals that had just started to thaw after all these years. Come on. Yeah. And it seems crazy. I'm very actually interested in uh, watching the documentary to see what it's about. But supposedly there's there are bones 
uh, and huge bones of animals that were previously thought not to have been in that part or even in Alaska. Wow, how about that? Yeah. Well, maybe they were uh, brought by helicopter and dropped off. And dropped in. Do you ever think about that, too, like where we live? I know you're down by the beach, so I guess it's possible. But like even in Colonia or where your parents are now down in South Jersey or where I am or where Eddie is, like these dinosaurs were everywhere. Yes. People were everywhere. There there have to be dead bodies and, well, not, I shouldn't say dead bodies, remains below all of us, I would think. Yeah, I actually strangely thought of that either yesterday or the day before when I was walking my dog and there were there was an empty lot that's been empty for a long time and now it's for sale. Right. And I was thinking, or it was sold, and so my guess is they're going to start construction soon. And I was actually thinking, wow, they're going to come onto this piece of land, start digging out to put in the foundation. Yeah. What do they find bodies in there? And it's not... It wouldn't be crazy to to actually have that happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. It's it's very when you start digging, God knows, man, you have no idea what's underneath. No idea. I mean, no. you could be finding, uh, hopefully not human remains, but you could find people who've buried their dogs. Sure, hundred percent dinosaur bones. Yeah, the dinosaur bone one is weird. Yeah, because while you know it happened, it's nothing that we've ever experienced or seen. And then to find remains like that, that's got to just be, I don't know. And then what you're talking about in Alaska where you can smell, that's horrendous. Yeah, in fact, this Boneyard Alaska, they have a, a uh, uh, Instagram page. Right. And they've got pictures of like, and it's insane the piles and piles of bones they have. Man. And the skulls of animals that, like strange versions of bears. and Like is something like that worth money? I think so, yeah. Man. All right, well, good for him then. Then how about he, this? What he revealed, he revealed this on the Joe Rogan podcast. Never told anyone before. He's got a New York City connection. He said that there was a time when they had shipped, somebody who owned his property prior to him had shipped all of these elephant tusks up to New York City. For what? For To put in one of the museums. Oh, okay. And then nothing was ever done with them. And then they were dumped into the East River. Oh, come on. This guy claims that off of 65th Street in the East River were dumped many woolly mammoth tusks. Do you think anybody has ever, and my guess is yes, but I don't, I've never heard about it, so maybe not. You think anybody has actually ever scuba dived? In, has, got, has like a deep dive to see what's down there? The East River, the Hudson River. I would think so. That's got to be some scene. Yeah, I would think there's everything in there. Cars. Yeah. You know there's cars <laughs> just sitting on the bottom of the East River. Oh, there's the Porsche I lost. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I don't know what the clarity is, though, in something like that. You know, like if you go down there, how could you help your vision if it's like well, the water's Murky. crystal clear. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like being in Bermuda. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I would. That would be some scene. Like they always talk about diving down by the Titanic, and they got these great videos and film and footage. I would love someone to go down and do the same thing: the Hudson River and the East River. Yes, that I would watch that. Yeah, like there's got to be some sort of light nowadays, like technology where where a light could shine to get through the murky water. We could call you it. Could see. The river floor. 
the river floor with Al and Jerry. No, I don't want to go down. No, no we thanks. talk to the people before they go down, and That's we'll talk fine. to them when they come up. That's fine. We, we can just do host. the documentary. Yeah. We're just hosts. So I was curious if anyone, because uh, this podcast came out, I think, last week. I'm, I wonder if, if anyone in New York City went looking for those bones or those tusks. Well, I mean, this comes back to my question. Do you think people try and do that? Because if that's the case, then I would think someone would have saw someone jumping into the river in a, you know, in scuba gear, right? I, yeah, I and, would... I, and I wonder, are you allowed to just jump into the East River with scuba gear on? I would. I don't know. I would think not, but I don't know. I don't know. I would but think you, not you, either, but... You can go run into the ocean and take on nine-foot waves, yeah. but you can't go swimming in the East River. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Although they have events, oh, they probably get permits. Though I was going to say they have events. Yeah, where part of the the triathlons is swimming a little bit in that disgusting water. Well, it's like <laughs> when when people go missing and they check the nearby waters, and they these uh, I'm sure like there's been police dive teams that have gone into the East River and the Hudson River looking for bodies. Right, those are search rescues. Yeah, search rescues. Yeah, right. I imagine the currents have to be horrendous too. Yeah. Which is probably why you're banned from going in them. Yeah, it's got to be some wild stuff down there. Yeah, I'll pass, but I would be fascinated to know what's down there. And there also has to be like when you, we think about like the oceans haven't been fully explored. They say like it's like the one place on Earth that you know there's there's parts of the oceans that are very 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 deep. Mm-hmm. I wonder how far you can go down in a scuba gear. I don't know. Like, there's got to be a limit. D- there's. The type of person that's out there that's adventurous and fearless that would probably, you know, the type of person that wants to go climb mountaintops and, and do things of that nature. I'm good. I got to be honest. Knee high water is about as far as I want to go. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> Something goes wrong. Can you, I mean, you can make the same case about being on a plane. I get it. And I think about that all the time for sure. But that's a means of transportation. You're talking about like leisure and and you know, peaking an in interest, and I'm good. I I'm, I'll let someone else tell me what's going on down there. And also, going into the ocean, you're going to a place where creatures live. It's this their, is their home, home, not ours. Right. Uh, the, an airplane, you're just in the sky, and it's just technology. Correct. That is very true. I don't want to go. It's like I wouldn't want to walk into the jungles. I don't want to walk into the oceans. Right. I don't even like walking into a lake because I think gators hang out in lakes. Well, not around here, but yes, once you go a little south, for sure. Yeah. I, so I meant New Jersey. That's what I meant when I said knee-high water. I, I'm not interested in lakes either in Florida. Matter of fact, when I go to Florida and South Carolina and North Carolina and play golf, I hit a ball in the water. I just drop another ball and move on. Oh, yeah. I don't even look for it. No. It's not worth it. They got gators in the Carolinas, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always told you that story about Charlie. Oh, yeah, Charlie the gator was down there. I thought he was a Florida No, that was that was Myrtle Beach, actually. That mm. was Myrtle Beach. And he, he was an old, old gator. Those things look like dinosaurs, 100%. Yes, they do. Yeah, well, that that's probably, I would think, the last link to them, right? That and certain birds. Yeah, I don't know why they say certain birds. Alligators, I could see. I would think alligators, snakes, like all reptiles look like dinosaurs. Yeah, I know, that's true. You're right, snakes are disgusting. Snakes are disgusting. Snakes are freaky. Did you see there was a couple that got chased by a rhinoceros on a was it a rhinoceros? Yeah, a rhinoceros yeah. on an African safari. I did not see the video. I did see the headline. All I think about is you. When I see anything going wrong in an African safari, yeah. I would think that would have been him. Yeah. Boomer wanted to send me on an African safari. Yeah. Yet another thing I'll pass on, by the way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a, not like you. I want to do things, but there are certain things that I have zero interest in. That's one of them. You don't want to potentially piss off a large animal <laughs> or no. poisonous snake. I don't want right? to be anywhere where they could be around. Yes, me too. That's why, like, I do get nervous when Eddie goes, when I find out Eddie's doing these hiking trips. Yeah. What if there's a black bear that just woke up and he sees you and your wife? I mean, are you nuts? Yeah. Like, crazy. My friends hike all the time, too, and they always ask me to go. I go, no way. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah, pass. Hard <laughs> pass. I walk my dog around the neighborhood. I'm getting exercise. This is good enough. Right, and even that, you got to worry about the other dogs getting into a fight and you being in the middle of it. Right, then what do I do? Right. You hope your dog can stand stand tall and protect you. Yeah, by the way, yesterday this happened to me. So I was uh, walking the dog, and she, 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 when she finds things on the walks, I can't get them from her. Okay. She gets into a very protective, very animalistic mode. Yeah, sure. Where, which is why I let her eat chicken bones, because I'm like, I can't get them away from her. Right. And I know I've got to, I probably should go to some type of dog training because one of the first things you want to be able to do is tell your dog to drop something. Right. And I do not have that ability right now. She also sometimes will pick up plastic, such as she loves zip ties. Oh, okay. And for whatever reason, there are zip ties all over town. I I don't understand. Right. So normally what happens is, if she'll pick up a zip tie and walk around with it and eventually drop it. Sometimes she tries to eat it. And I know if she eats it, that can't be good to be swallowing a plastic zip tie. No, not at all. Right. And I know that's going to haunt me in the night because she's going to have to go to the bathroom. She's going to feel ill, something. So yesterday she picks up a zip tie. She's walking with it. I couldn't get it from her. So I, so she's walking towards the house. Sometimes she likes to bring whatever she finds into the home. Mm-hmm. And then... In those cases, I've been able to take it from her because now we're in the house. It's not a find out in the wild. This was my theory. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I've been able to take things from her. Once she gets in the house, she drops it. I just pick it up and throw it out. Right. So she brings it in the house yesterday. She brings it to her bed, and she's, she sits down in her bed, and she starts eating it. So I was like, ah, I can't have her eating this thing. So I went over. I took it from her she showed her teeth at you yeah and then jerry uh, snapped at me like a cobra she struck me like a cobra really yeah she hit my thigh wow yeah that's not good that's not good no 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 i yelled at her and pointed right in her face i don't blame you after all this time yeah what am i supposed to do I don't know. She like went into she like went into a crazy mode. She went into animalistic mode. She went into she animal went into. mode. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's always you know I've always wanted to. Growing up, I always I had a, we had a mutt for a dog, cute little cute little dog. Yeah. But it wasn't wasn't a guard dog or anything like that. And then when I got a little older, my mom got into. Uh, she really enjoyed the uh, uh, beagles. She thought they were cute. And so she got a beagle, and we had one of the, I mean, most beautiful, playful beagles you'd ever want. And unfortunately, when she was, I guess, five or six or seven, I forget exactly how old, um, she got into the basement, which she never was in, and she wound up eating, like, rat poison or something. I oh, my gosh. Hell. Yeah, and she died. It was, hor- I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking. And my mom got another beagle months after that. My point is, I always wanted, like, um, 
not a German Shepherd, but I always wanted like a, a guard dog type, like a big dog. I always yes. loved the Siberian, not Siberian, but the Huskies. Mm-hmm. I love those dogs. But I always, like I see people walk them, and I'm like, that dog, if it ever turned on you or got pissed off, could maul you. Right. And it, it was always very concerning. And then we had kids. I'm like, all right, well, that's it. I'm not getting a big dog anymore. And we didn't wound up with the cats anyway. But that is a that's a true, honest, and like fair assessment what you just said happened it turned into an animal which to be fair is what they are yes but you would think after a certain amount of time they don't go back to that unless they were being like like if another dog tried to get that from her i could understand like dog versus dog the fact that she showed her teeth and then snapped like i I agree I, i took it away she showed her teeth and then boom like a cobra hit me with what, her paw or No, her, her, like, she snapped her jaws at me. Wow. Yeah, not Dude. like a bite, but, a, um, that, like, they don't call that a dog bite. They call it, like, a, it was like a, like, she didn't bite down and hang on. It was just yeah. like a boom. That's, t- dude, that's. That was uh, weird. Yeah, I don't like that. I was I yelled at her, pointed at her face, and then she looked ashamed, but. She did. She did. Uh, okay, that's a good thing, at least. Yeah, and then we didn't talk to each other for a couple hours. <laughs> she go hide in the corner or in her bed? No, she was in her bed, but she wasn't looking at me. I wasn't looking at her. That's pretty funny. Then she eventually walked over and... And that be that. And you and made that up. be that. We made up, Jerry. You have sex? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have makeup sex with my dog, Jerry. <laughs> and Eddie, don't clip that. Just kidding. Come on now. I did find a study here, Jerry, that uh, had an interesting headline, so I thought I would print it out for you. Yeah. A new study shows that, uh, and this came from the UK, Jerry. Oh, boy. Less than 4% of men are accepted as sperm donors. It's not as easy as you think. In the UK? In the UK. only Only 4 out of 100 men who donate their sperm reach the final stages of the process. That's pretty Hmm. crazy. That's not a lot, and you got to think about how many guys are going in there to a, I guess, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. B, make money. That's a lot of um, donating yes. for nothing, right? So right, I guess they get paid, I believe. Even if, so, even if they don't use it, they still get paid. You know, that's a good. I do. I think. I. Th- I think what happens is you can. I don't know if they screen you. I guess they would screen you beforehand and say no. I would, yeah. Right, I, I would believe... think you wouldn't get paid. If they're not using it, what are they paying you for? Right, and why are they taking it in? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. if you're going there and go, like, hi, I would like to donate my sperm, they would go, okay, fill out these questionnaires, Fill, you know, we're going to ch- check your blood, check your whatever to make sure you don't have the diseases. Uh, and then they'll decide to take your sperm. But I guess, I guess a lot of people, it says people will get rejected for health issues, being carriers of genetic diseases or had an infectious disease at the time of their donation. And probably didn't know about it. Yeah. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not making fun. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm really not poking fun at this because it's obviously a very important thing um, for parents or for couples that can't or are having trouble having children. So I, I get that. I'm not. I mean, but could you imagine just thinking about how much sperm you're surrounded by? A lot in of, one of sperm. those places. Yeah. Because you're saying they only accept 4%. They have to have a lot on hand because I would think the demand is a lot for struggling couples. I would think. Yes. And then on top of that, getting rid discarding 
Yeah. God. That's a lot. How about that? Yeah. And it said here, too, that uh, a lot of the U.K. relies on imported sperm from the USA and Denmark. Well, we're, we're shipping it overseas? We're importing our sperm. So Have you ever done that? Uh, I have not. Have you ever thought about it? No, because I would I would always think about the probability that there is a child out there that I'm the father of. Or multiple. The, the biological father of. Yeah, or sure. multiple, yeah. That always seemed weird to me. Because it's it is a you know, it is a very giving thing to do. Yeah, it is weird because if somebody is a random sperm donor, we think they're weirdos. But they're really fulfilling a need for a lot of struggling people. Right. You know, and the emotions for a lot of these couples has just got to be it's hard. It's it's difficult. But you're right. We do look at someone if we hear that they're a sperm donor and we yeah. think they're a weirdo. Like if you met the new intern and you heard that he was a <laughs> sperm donor, you'd be like, what? <laughs> right? It's, it's it's weird. Good thing we don't have interns anymore. <laughs> yeah, if you said this is our new intern, he donates blood quite often. We'd be like, wow, that is Oh, my God. Nice, we would think he's a hero. That is a nice guy. Right. Because he donates sperm often. We'd be like, ooh, what a pervert. Right. We think he's just going there to watch the movies and, <laughs> and drop one. <laughs> what a creep. Yes. I, you're right. It's a bad stigma attached to it. And there shouldn't be. Isn't it weird? Like, we, you could create a human life from that gunk. <laughs> <laughs> like a human life comes out of that for sure it can as long as it it's paired with the proper exactly right it is um it is strange it is strange and somehow somewhere the first human was born and we have no idea how or where or right when. or how did they know to put that in there to do that well let's get back to whimsy now animalistic tendencies and you know emotions and chemicals running through our body like that, the animal knows what it wants. That I should put that in there. Yeah. And then a, we'll have a baby. Well, you know they probably stuck it in the wrong one first. Sure. I mean, it's possible. Trial by error. Yes. Like anything in life. The more you do something, the more you figure things out. Yeah. So there's no question. Or, 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 whatever they did and whatever <laughs> whatever path they chose, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no way that the first woman knew that a human was going to be growing inside her. No. They must have thought there was, you know, there's a, hey, uh, Jonathan, there's something wrong here. I got a tumor in my stomach. Yeah, because it it takes nine months. I I know. And it would just get bigger and bigger. Like the first woman that was pregnant had to have just feared for her life every waking moment of every day when her body began to change. And her stuff. I mean, think about what happens to the body and how a normal looking person then would have a human being inside them. And then there's movement in there. That had to be terrifying. And then to think that I would even be thinking, like, how does how do we get this out? Right. I mean, I don't I can't imagine they could call their they could find their gynecologist back then. No. Think about that. And how did they know that was the opening it was coming out of, and not like out of your mouth? Or ass. Or nose. It is. I don't know. It is pretty crazy. It really is. To be the first of anything, good God. And then to think, okay, now this thing has come out of my body. Now it must. Now what? Suckle my breast. 
And how would they know to do that? I don't know. Right. Or how do you know to cut the umbilical cord? I'd be like, this thing's attached to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing about that is I think ultimately it would fall off anyway. But... Yeah, I think it does, right? Yeah, my God. I did. It, to think where we are from where we came from is nuts. Right. Now we do everything to prevent it. It's like, a, but the IUDs, wear this condom. For sure. Take these pills. It's crazy. It, yes, it is. Yes, I can't believe we have this many that, people still running around. That's why the more you think about things, the more freaked out you get yeah. about life. And yes. Death. It is because uh, you can literally drive yourself insane, sick, emotionally jaded, like all of it. Life is a wonderful mystery, Jerry. It is. Well, I'd even like talking today with Boomer when he's like, I was 45 when I started doing this show. That is weird to me. It's like, what the F? I'm going to be 49. Like, wait a second. So when he started this thing in 07, which was how many years ago? 16. Mm -hmm. So I was 33. Yeah. Like, I've spent all of my, almost all of my 30s and all of my 40s. Think about this. With Boomer Esiason. The former MVP of the NFL. Right. Who I'm sure you watched on TV. Of course. Who didn't? I felt bad for him. I was rooting for him in that Super Bowl. I hated the Niners. Yes, of course. It's just, I don't know. It's remarkable how fast time flies by. And then you'll wake up one day and you're 49 or 53 or 61. That's how I uh, felt, although briefly, working with David Lee Roth. I was like, this is the guy who was cranking his music up. That was brief. <laughs> It was quite brief, but <laughs> for the moment, yeah, it was I, cool because I found I had old T-shirts, Van Halen T-shirts. Sure. You know, pictures of me and Van Halen T-shirts and things. I Probably like, went hmm. to concerts. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And then one day you were being chased by his security guard. <laughs> <laughs> Life comes full circle sometimes, Jerry. Oh, it's so funny. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. You right. uh, Now, what's your story? Where are you going from here? All right, so I will. Um, I'm gonna go back to the hotel and go to sleep because I okay. got up at one thirty this morning. Um, and then we have Rutgers Northwestern tonight, nine p.m. Eastern, eight a.m. eight a.m. eight p.m. out here. And then I don't think we land until like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. So I didn't want to chance it. Yeah. So Chris Lopresti will be in tomorrow. All right. I'll do the warm-up program with Mr. CeeLo, and then we'll see you, Jerry, on a Friday. I like it. How about I like that? It. I like it. Yes, sir. Hi, right, Jerry. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. 
and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Yeah, well, you know what? Some days it might. It's a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. What is up, the Eddie Scazzeri? I can't see you, but I've talked to you. I've annoyed you. I apologize for that. And across from me, about 1,000, 1,500 miles away, something like that, is Al Brandon Dukes. Al! Help me! Oh, good morning, Jerry. Well, it seems to be the problem. You sound oh, fine. I gosh. just can't see you. That's all. Yeah, you know, because everyone's too nice. Yeah. It's, um, let's just say I'm in Chicago. I'm at the score. It's a day. Everybody could not be nicer. Let's just say hooking up, not as easy as it should be. And here we are. And away we go. Yeah, I never understand the hooking up part for broadcasting. Like, it's not changed. Like, just hook it up. Well, and in this case, and this is my fault because I wasn't clear enough, all I needed was two Ethernet cords, but they were too nice to set me up in a real studio, which is great, except there were hookup problems, and now I don't have internet, and I don't know how I'm sending sound to Eddie. Aye, 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 aye. Anyway, how are you? You got to get the internet, Jerry. You'll love it. There's all sorts of information (laughs) on there, social media. I wrote down some questions about Chicago I wanted to ask you. Yeah. First of all, when did you get in? Uh, we arrived last a little later than we expected, but we got here about seven o'clock, so eight o'clock New York right. time. Uh, did you see any deep dish pizza? Uh, no, except that there were people on the trip that went for deep dish pizza. Yeah. I kind of retired right to my room to bed because I had to get up at one thirty out here. Deep dish pizza sounds terrible. Uh, well, very fattening. You you might if you had that, your stomach might explode. Yeah, I love I love a thin crust. Like, really, like, the thinner the crust, the better. I want to, like, kind of be able to hold it up to a light and see through it. That's what I want, Jerry, not this deep dish nonsense. Yeah, I don't I don't need the deep dish either. Thin crust I like. I do prefer a more traditional pie. Here's what I also heard about Chicago, that it's like New York, except there's no garbage on the streets. Wow. So this is so funny you say that. So I'm with Thanks. the guy in the Uber car driving here. And we get into we get into the city, and we've got to drive probably five minutes through the city to get to the radio station. And the first thing that I thought of as we were driving through the city is it might be the cleanest city streets I've ever seen. I've been hearing that for decades. Like I had a, Not, a family friend who moved out there in like the eighties. He's right. Yeah, that they put the garbage instead of out front of places behind places. So well, you, don't you know see what. It. It, it works, Al, because it looks really nice. And I'll tell you this, too, which also struck me. And I know the stats will tell you there's a lot of crime here, so I'm not saying there's not. I get it. I didn't see one homeless person on the streets. And like I said, we drove through the city for five minutes. It wasn't like we pulled into the Holland Tunnel, hit a left, and we were there. It was five minutes through the city. I didn't see one homeless person. Everyone's flourishing out there in Chicago, Jerry. There's no homelessness, and everyone has a job. Maybe, that's what I heard. Maybe that's it, Al. Uh, did and do you think anybody still does the bears? <laughs> I do. You do, right? I do. I could ask them here if they do it, but yes, no, no, I think don't they ask. do. I want to see if anyone does it to you. No, I'm not going to see. You know what? I'm not going to. Brandon, the, so the equivalent of you, Brandon is the producer of the morning show here. He's the one who helped me. He. I don't think I'm going to see him anymore because I think he's seen enough of me for the last yeah, hour. He's done with you. I think once I'm finished here, I'm finished. So okay, no one's so coming in to talk to me about the Bears. No, I just mean in general, like somewhere on the streets when you go to the game. Who are they playing? Uh, uh, Duquesne? Who? Rutgers? Yeah. Where the hell is Duquesne? 
Oh, uh, wasn't that Northwestern? The, Northwestern. It's another school. <laughs> oh, DePaul. I was thinking. The Duquesne. <laughs> they played DePaul before. Yes, they have played DePaul. Yes, absolutely. Also in the Chicago area. That you're absolutely right. And what is the Bean? What is the what? There's a there's a big tourist attraction in Chicago called the Bean. I have no idea. It looks like a giant bean made of mirror, and people yeah. go to it. So if you could get a photo in front of the bean, that'd be let awesome. me explain to you how this works. Really as soon cool. as I'm done, there's going to be a car waiting for me outside that's going to take me back into the suburbs where the hotel is, and I will not step foot in here again. So I don't well, think I'm going to look for the bean. I'm not even sure I would call this, uh, like if you'd never been to Chicago before, I'm not sure I would call this trip uh, that you went to Chicago. Uh, you're not wrong because I will be in Chicago for all. Forget being in the studio. That doesn't yeah. count. In terms of on the city streets, yeah. no more than five minutes in, five minutes all out. All right. Well, good luck, Jerry. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Good luck to you and your Chicago trip. And now yeah. that Rutgers game is uh, tonight. Yeah. eight. Uh, excuse me. 9 p.m. tip on WCBS 880. Yes. CBS. Yeah, and late start. You are off tomorrow. Yes, so we'll because Mr. I don't think we land until almost 3 o'clock in the morning. We'll have Mr. Christopher Lepresti in. Yes, you will. All right, Jerry. In other college basketball news, uh, yesterday, Eddie the Jockey called in to the radio yeah. show. He was uh, why he decided after 40 years that today was the day to call in to say that he once watched Boomer race a donkey. I'm not sure <laughs> why, why that was yesterday, but it was. We found out he's a retired jockey. Yep. And he bets one college basketball game every day. And mm-hmm. he claimed to be on some sort of roll where he won 10 in a row. And uh, he he told us all that he was taking uh, Ohio University. Ohio University. Ohio University over Ball State. And uh, they were giving Ball State two and a half points, I believe. Uh, correct. Uh, and they beat Ball State by five points. Yep. So Eddie the jockey is a big winner. Let me tell you this. And so, anyone who bet with them. So I we get to when we get to the hotel last night, everybody grabs their bags and you know, you go put your bags away, and then they had the uh film and then the team meal uh was whatever time it was. So I went down to see if I could grab a banana for the morning or an apple or something. A huge and banana. Dave Van Dyke and Richard Campbell, the trainers for Rutgers, they're huddled around a phone. Now they were watching the Michigan State game because obviously curious about Michigan State, Wisconsin. But on the other phone, they had the live play-by-play of Ball State, Ohio going because they heard his call. And as soon as I walked in, they were like, uh, Ohio's winning the second half. <laughs> it was um, everybody was into this game. I, so was I, by the way. We landed. I checked the score as soon as the uh, plane touched down, and they were down by three at halftime, I think. And then we followed it in the second half. How about Eddie? Eddie the jockey. Unbelievable. I saw all sorts of things on Twitter yesterday. People sending screenshots of them watching the game while at the Islander game. I can, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Now, I was going to place a bet. I did not. Did you? I did not. No, I do. Uh, I've uh, stopped us. Uh, I've stopped betting. Oh, okay. I, I knew I knew football. I didn't know. Well, then again, you wouldn't bet anything else. Yeah, yeah we okay. only used to bet football, but then it got to annoy me, so I stopped. I understand. I got gotcha. you. You might have to jump in on this Eddie thing. Yeah, I didn't have a problem betting. Like, my problem was if I lost $50, I was like, this sucks. It annoyed you. It annoyed me. And it was bothering me from, like, a lot of people like betting to enjoy the NFL games more. For sure. It was taking enjoyment from me. See, I've never once, and a lot of people tell me, 
and I guess they're right. I, I've never agreed with it or or subscribed to this notion that the NFL is only popular because of gambling. And I say that coming from a family that never gambled. Like we we watched football, as you know, every Sunday growing up, and it was the coolest thing in the fall and then into the winter. But my dad didn't gamble. My mom didn't. My sister, like we, that's not what we did ever. So that no, I mean, aside from you know one of those tickets here and there, but it wasn't an every week thing. We watch the games because we like the NFL. Yes. So to me, now that gambling is legal, and I certainly do partake in it with BetMGM and all that, I don't need it, though, to watch the football games. But I guess there's a lot of people out there that do. Yeah, they need the, uh, they the need action. a little juice, a little action, Jerry. Yeah, no, that's not that's not me, but I get it. I do get it. I just need some good-looking uniforms, and I'm in. And I'm in. But you want to see those creamsicle... Buccaneer uniforms yeah. is what you want to see, which is coming back next season, by the way. With and they're so they're wearing white, I guess, on Monday, right? Yeah, I did see that was interesting. So yeah, the the wild card Monday night game against Dallas in Tampa, the Cowboys are going to be in all blue. I know. Now, if this was 1985, I'd be very <laughs> nervous. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not, and they've done fine in the. I as a kid. When the Giants used to wear white at home to make yeah. the Cowboys wear blue or the Redskins at the time used yep. to do that, it used to freak me out because they wouldn't play well. I know. would piss me off as well. That's something. You know, you always tell me I got to ask Danny White things about the 80s. Yes. You, I know you want to ask about that cheerleader on the trading card. Mm-hmm. I have got to at some point, or maybe the picture, not a trading card, at some point when I get to see him again, I have to ask him about those stupid blue uniforms in the 80s. Yeah, like what was the team's mentality? Because yeah, clearly it was a thing. It was something. Yes, 100%. Because even the announcers knew it, the fans knew it, so the players had to know it. Yeah, it was a... Could you imagine in this day and age of social media how that would be? How that would go over? Yeah, like it It was... So in the 80s, all we had were newspapers... <laughs> And if you were lucky enough to buy like or subscribe to a newsletter or a, te- a team newspaper, that's how you would get some added information. There was no Internet. And it was a thing back then with nothing more than network TV, ESPN and newspapers. Could you imagine now with social media? It would be that times a thousand. And we used to get the Sports Illustrated, which was awesome. Well, yes. And and uh, did you ever get sporting? Not sporting. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sport magazine and sport sporting news. And sporting news. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. They never took off like Sports Illustrated. No, Sports Illustrated was the was the big one. My dad yeah. used to, my dad worked uh, for Delta Airlines at Newark Airport for like 30-something years. Right. Uh, and people, you know, people would always, you know, if you were going to take a flight, you'd buy a Sports Illustrated, you'd somehow entertain yourself. So people used, they used to just always be around the airport. So my father always used to bring me home all the different sports magazines. Nice. Yeah. And that's where you're... Love of sports began. <laughs> it sure did, Jerry. <laughs> That's where my love of sports began. Used magazines from Newark Airport. <laughs> That's how I kept funny. up on my teams. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so that's um, going to be cool uh, uh, Monday night to have the Cowboys. I think the last time that they – I saw something on Twitter yesterday about the last time that the Cowboys won a playoff game wearing all blue. Okay, they, so I saw the headline. Yeah. I did not, I meant to, so I thought I'd be here. So just for context, I got here to the radio station at 2.45 Chicago time. 
What time is so that I, here? So I would have plenty of time to prep, and one of the things I wanted to go check was that story, which yeah. I did not read. Give me the disgusting details. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I read it either, Jerry. Oh, come on. But the, <laughs> there was a photograph that went with it, and I can tell you that in the photograph, Roger Stallback was being tackled by a ram. Oh, my God. So it's been a while. We're going back to the 70s. Yeah, we're going back to Roger Stallback era. Well, I mean, in fairness, if you think about it, they haven't worn, well, they haven't been in the playoffs enough in the last 20 years to wear them, number one. Yeah. Number two, I, I, yeah, I mean, all the games in the 80s that come to mind were losses in those uniforms. Yeah. So that does make sense. And then in the 90s, the Troy Aikman era, I feel like they were home a lot, so they would wear the white. They were, and if you remember, the one ro- the one big road win they had was in San Francisco, and they wore white. Remember that? Uh, I do remember that. Yeah, they wore the white uniforms in San Francisco when they won that 92 championship game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, how about that? How about that, Jerry? I'm going to, I will tell you when we get to the break, I I will get the exact game and date. All right. For, for that last win in the blue uniforms. You know what? History changes Monday night, Al. <laughs> now, the Bucks over the years have played in the white at home sometimes, too, with the thought of, like uh, especially in September when the season first gets underway, that the uniforms are cooler for sure than the dark reds. Yeah, well, that is true. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, no, it is. Like if you have ever put on, like I will tell you, Matthews baseball team had a black jersey and a white jersey in like 2018 or 19. I forget one of the teams I coached. And when you would go out there in July, they the kids would beg us to wear the white because the black just absorbed a little more heat. Now listen, it's not. It's not like one has you cooling at 72 degrees and the other's 110. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful weather here because I've got my white jersey on. No, but it but it is cooler. It is. I promise you. All right. I'm I watching, know you don't buy it, but it is. I'm watching a video on CBS Sports Network right now, Jerry. They have It's the package of uh, you and Boomer at the Rutgers game the other night. Oh, they did it. Yeah, but they've got you like going in and out of the offices. What yes. a beautiful... Uh, offices they got over there. My oh, the goodness. facility is gorgeous, dude. Whenever you come to a game, I'll give you a tour. You can come meet Steve Peichel with me. Well, I would like that. Yeah, well, tell me when you want to come to a game. On a, on a, on a Saturday. Let's pick on a, Saturday. a Saturday. Yeah, That's fine. I will find a Saturday game for you. By okay. the way, here's my situation right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm in the beautiful studio, by yeah. the way, really nice. Score in Chicago. I am literally trying to tether internet off my phone. <laughs> they don't have the internet there. The, the yes and no. It's because everything's hidden. You like you know how radio stations they hide wires. Yeah, they're big wire hiders. Right. So I was in an emergency situation. I hooked up the Comrex, but I finally found one Ethernet cord. So right now that's the backup. So what I'm going to try and do is use that for my camera, but that doesn't allow me to surf the internet. So I can't, uh, dude, and Burl, I can't get into Burley. So I'm tethering internet off my phone right now on my small little laptop with the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. On the I, internet. Oh, Al. I Al, love Al, an Al, internet Al, Al. cable. Hilarious. All right, can we take a break yes. and reset? We'll reset, Jerry. All right, we're going to reset. I'll have the answer for you, I hope, on the other side of the break. Last time the Cowboys won in a blue jersey. Plus, we haven't done anything. Carlos Correa is going to the Twins Al, probably not upset about that. We'll get to that, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on The Fan. (laughs) 
Oh, they say Saturday in the park. What a glorious place to be and what a great time to be alive. Warm-up show for a four. 525. I'm sorry, my clock says 425. Uh, Alan Jerry, with you until 6. We've got Boomer and Geo then. Uh, here's good news, bad news before we get to the next part of the show, Al. All right, Jerry. Here's the good news. I got my camera set up. Okay, good. All right, that's the good news. All righty. The bad news is I haven't figured out the audio yet, but I will get to that soon. And the other bad news is I didn't get the answer because I was setting up the camera oh, for the cowboy enough. thing. And Jerry, yes. is there Wi-Fi there or nobody knows the password yet? Bingo. Gotcha. See, ours is posted actually. Out in the, at least the guest one is. So try it this might as, a, be... as a password, Derek, Jerry. The bears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the password, but I'll try it. Try I will it. try it. Um, so, no, I'm using, as I said, I'm tethering internet <laughs> data off my phone. It's working, but I can't do much with that. So, that having been said, I'm going to continue to try and effort that. Now, you screwed up yesterday because you weren't prepared. I was not prepared. That is correct. Now, that said, that's okay. It's a Wednesday. It's not like it's Friday. So, without further ado, this is what we call the Super Wild Card Weekend Edition of... Al's fraudulent list of five favorite teams. Thank you, Jay. These are teams that I'll be rooting for this weekend and uh, into the playoffs, but uh, specifically this weekend for Super Wild Card Weekend, Jerry. Number one, I'm going to go old school childhood, Jerry. I'll be rooting for the Dallas Cowboys in their blue unis for the first oh. time in many years. Wow. Yes. I'm rooting for the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry. This one's tricky for me, Al, because you are also a Tampa Bay yeah. quote-unquote native. Not really, but you did live there. You love the uniforms. There's no way that they can be on the list, so we'll have to hear the rest of the list. Yeah, you will. But I like the fact that you got the Cowboys there. Number two, Jerry. I'm going to go back to the mid to late 90s. I'll be rooting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, 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 no. You can't. They're playing against one another. I know, but I'm rooting for both the Cowboys and the Bucks. I pretty much can't lose that game. It doesn't work that way. It does. In in these instances. Oh, no, it doesn't. You root for offense. No, no, no. I root for whoever has the ball. No, I'm not accepting this list. There's six games. You can't come up with five teams. (laughs) Not that I like. Oh. I like both these teams. I'll You're be rooting, killing me, man. I'll be rooting for the offense. You literally just said your two fa- your first two favorite teams are playing one another. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. No! Not yeah. Oh. Number three, Jerry, and they've not been on the list for many weeks. It's been many weeks since they showed up on my list. Yeah. But I will be rooting for the New York Giants as they head to Minnesota and take on Geo's Vikings. So let me get this straight. Yes? Okay. The first three teams you have taken, the first two are playing one another. Correct. And the third team that you're taking is a Cowboys division rival. That's correct. Oh, okay. Number four, I'm rooting for Geno Smith, and I want the Seattle Seahawks to beat the San Francisco 49ers, so I'll be rooting for Geno, even though he did a bit of a punk move to get that late hit uh, the other night, which I didn't care for. But mm-hmm. I'm still rooting big time for Geno Smith. They're my number four team of my fraudulent five list. Now, I accept that with no problems okay. because you've been on Geno the entire season. So I have no issue with that All one. Right. That's fine. 
And then another team which made the list just a handful of times, maybe only twice this week, this year, but I'm rooting for them this weekend, the Miami Dolphins. Why? No, uh, really? Yeah. They've got as much chance of winning as me and you have going up to Buffalo. But I will be rooting for them. Yeah, Too many people are rooting for the Bills. I know you're such a front runner, though, yeah. that I figured you would want to take a team that's probably... Like, again, you took two teams that are playing one another, which means you can't lose, Rock. Right. So, that's a weird one to me. That is Root a weird one. I will be rooting for the Miami Dolphins as they play in Buffalo. Is that a win that's if Miami move. covers the number? No, no, no. I Like, I have to... They have to move on to next week. All right. Or, you know, that they have to move on in the playoffs, yeah. I got to tell you, I have, I have issues with your list this week. Because I have the Cowboys and the and the Bucks and the yeah, Giants. Yeah, I would have rather you just taken the Buccaneers. Yeah, no, I, but I I got to pick who I will be actively rooting for. And I am telling you, when the when the Cowboys have the ball, I'll be rooting <laughs> for a touchdown. And when the Bucks have the ball, I'll be rooting for a touchdown. So you'll be happy if the final score is 49-42. <laughs> yes, I'm hoping you, for not a lot of defense. And you don't care who wins. Although there are a couple defenders that I like. Like, I like uh, Micah Parsons. Oh, well, and now that you know his name's not Mika, that's a good start. That's a good sign. Yeah. And then who's the other guy? Uh, Diggs I like on the Cowboys as well. What's his first name? Well, I know it's not Stefan because he's the wide receiver. <laughs> it's not Stefan. Michael Diggs? <laughs> One more try. It's not Michael Diggs. Dominic Diggs? Who? Dominic Diggs? <laughs> the Dom- hey, DD. <laughs> Double D they call him. His name is Trayvon. Ah. You just said Michael and Dominic. <laughs> like, that's the best you could. What was next? John? Johnny Johnny Diggs. <laughs> well, listen, I know there's a Johnny Diggs out there somewhere. He's just not on the Cowboys. Not yet, Jerry. He's probably going to get to them soon. What about D-Law? Who is this? Oh, come on. D-Law? If I say D-Law? No, I don't know who that is. Demarcus Derek, Lawrence? DeMar- oh, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. I like him, too. All right, last question on this. Yeah. I understand your affinity for Tampa. I get it. Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys win, though, I feel like you will genuinely be excited about it. I will. Okay. If the Buccaneers win, it's fine because you picked them. Will you at least be a little bit upset that the Cowboys lost? I will. All right. I, that, you know what? I can accept that. Then. Yeah, so I'm... I. I was I will hope for a cowboy win first, a buccaneer win second. Fair enough. I, I accept those terms. Speaking of your uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Jerry Jones said that he has complete confidence in Mike McCarthy. Yeah, if they lose Monday, he's getting fired. I, I thought uh, the way I was reading into this, Jerry, it seems like uh, his job is not on the line. I know what Jerry said. Yeah, I read it too. You did. I, uh, yes, and I would like to go find the audio if I can. I don't know if it's in the system or not because I can't get into the system right now. But I will tell you this. If the Cowboys lost a tough game Monday night, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. If the Cowboys win, he's back, all good. If they go out there and play the way they played in Washington yes. on Sunday out. Like, let's, say, let's say they go in there and get blowed out. Balls. Yeah. Let's Balls. say they lose 31-7. Yes. I think he's fired on Monday on Tuesday morning. Really? I do. Yes, that's I do. That's when they go hardcore for Sean Payton. Yes, 100%. If Sean Payton wants them, and I don't know that he does or he doesn't, but if you've got either A, Sean Payton available, B, Jim Harbaugh available, not that I think Jim Harbaugh wants the Cowboys, but I'm just throwing the names that are out there, and right. C, 
C, you've got teams that want Dan Quinn. Not that I love that idea as head coach, but you would retain him. I don't know that I can keep Mike McCarthy around after a 12-win season and then, as you say, getting blowed out Get blowed out. I don't see Balls. it. And, and part of it, too, Al, again, is last week in Washington. I know the Eagles won. I know the Niners won. And I know they were both expected to win. But when that game started in Washington, you had everything to play for. If you won and put some pressure on Philly with the scoreboard and had a chance to win the NFC East, if you did that, fine. They laid an egg on Sunday in really what was not a crucial game, but a game that did mean something. That was their worst game in five years. They laid a gigantic egg, Jerry, and then they just sat on it and warmed it up. It was awful. I mean, you saw it. You texted me how bad it was. Yeah, I texted you to say, does this game mean anything for the Cowboys? Because I felt like they were playing like it didn't mean anything. It felt like a preseason game. Yes. Which is awful. So I really, I know what he said. I truly believe there is a chance he's not the coach on Tuesday. Balls. Balls, yes. And then you can suck on that for a week. What was that was he, his words, not mine. What was he referring oh, about uh, losing so poorly yeah. against Washington that they'd have to suck on that for a week? Right. One of those old, the the thing about baseball is you lose a terrible game, you come back, you play the next night. Yeah. You lose a game like that on Sunday, you got to suck on it for a week. Yeah, you got to suck on it, Jerry. Have you ever sucked on something for a week? A week? Like yeah. A, like a bad experience? Yeah. Where you couldn't rectify it for at least seven or eight days. Yeah, I recall having like bad shows on the the day before a vacation. Then you go on vacation, you're like, eh, kind of felt. And you sucked on it until you came back after the new year. How about that disastrous uh, trip you took with one of your fiance? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, the cruise. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I did have to suck on that for a week as well, Jerry. Yeah, paid for it. I am well aware about that story. Yeah. That's one of the rougher relationship stories I've ever heard. That was not a good one, yeah. That was the rough time, Jerry. You no, know? Y'all can she, suck she, it. <laughs> she, threatened to, to, she, she threatened to fly home at every port. Yeah, I think on islands that didn't even have airports. <laughs> she was looking for a helicopter or a, just a, a random guy with a boat. Get me out of here. She was really living out of her luggage because it was always <laughs> packed for the next. She couldn't take it anymore. She wanted to it, fly home. And think about this. You probably planned that trip for weeks, if not months. Oh, yeah. You're probably so excited to go on it. And then from the moment you stepped on that boat, nothing but chaos and heartache. Suck it. What's funny is that, uh, and if you've ever had trouble on a vacation with a loved one, Jerry, uh, to see the photographs as they disintegrate as the week goes on. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys started well. Yeah, like the joy of like when you're, you know, when you get on a cruise ship, they take your photo when you first get on. No doubt. Because they want to sell it to you later. Of course. They're like, look at that, look at the, how everyone's so happy. And then it's just, as the week goes on, more sourpuss faces from us. <laughs> suck is suck. Suck is suck. And you still took the photos. Yeah, still took the photos, yep. Because you got un- You got to pretend you're having a good time at some point. Yeah, no, I Do you still have any of those? Oh, yeah, I don't get rid of photos. Really? Even yeah. for a drop? I guess it's a good remembrance, I suppose. Yeah, I don't I, I don't like to get rid of photos. Photos photos of our, our memories of life, Jerry. No, they are. They are. Oh, were those digital too for you or not yet? Those were digital. Wow. That was like the beginning of the digital era. Yeah, you got in on that Google Photos before anybody else. Yeah, well, my friend Steve got into it. And uh, he was showing me how to, how to lo- upload all your photos to uh, the Google. Man, that is something I didn't get into until 2012. I wish I would have started, you know, when, like, Matthew was born in 04. 
And while we have a lot of photos for sure, we don't have everything like I have from, you know, when Joseph was born in 2010. Oh, forget about I, it now. Everyone's got every move their babies make. From, well, and those babies are now in their 20s. Right. Well, how about when people photograph the birth? Coming out of the area? <laughs> well, pulling out of the garage? I don't mean not necessarily that up close and personal, yeah. but as soon as the baby's born, you've got like, as you point out, most people, not most, some people have every waking second yeah. from the moment the baby's born. And then like we have friends who have triplets and they do go back and look now and they laugh at it, which is, I guess, to your point about having the photos uh, and the videos when she would be struggling to feed all three and he's taking a video and she's screaming at him to throw to basically put the camera down. <laughs> now they have a glass of wine and, and basically laugh at it. I have to feed three babies. They only have two boobs. <laughs> what do you do for breastfeeding if you have three babies and only two you, boobs? You rotate. Okay. You have to have them on a schedule. So and the problem baby... for, again, this is from her experience. I would think this would be most moms that have triplets is if one feeds from, let's just say, uh, 4 to 4.30, the next one goes 4.30 to 5, the next one goes 5.30 to 6 or however, 5 to 5.30 rather, by the time you get a chance to relax, it's time for a feeding again because they eat every three hours. A teat. And, okay. and does, do you think your breasts know to... Well, produce, I don't have any, so... To produce milk for three? I would like to think that would be the case, yes. That nature would know that. Yeah, I, I, get, I don't know. Have you ever breastfed? I haven't. I haven't. Right. And, and I confirmed breasts. I confirmed with my mother. I did not breastfeed as a child. And you could pump okay. your breast. Uh, yes. Thank you, Boomer. <laughs> All right. We got oh, here's my wife's breast milk. <laughs> oh, thank you. When we come back, we will get Al's take. Can't wait for that one. On, um, on Carlos Correa, who is going back to Minnesota. How about that? I'm in Chicago. He's in New York. We talk Minnesota next. It's the warm-up show till 6 on The Fan. Little third eye blind? That's correct. Look at me. Look at me. All right, quarter to 6. It is nice to have you with us. These guys still tour? They do, actually, quite extensively, believe it or not. Really? They're, they're like, always out there. I would go see them. Me too. Think they sing Jumper? I think they do all of that one album. <laughs> well, that one album was everything. Yeah. It's amazing to me. We'll get to Carlos Cray in a second. It's amazing to me how you can have a band that can put together, let's say, I don't want to say one song because there are many one-hit wonders, but let's say a band can put together three or four hit songs, let alone an entire album like that. And then you really never hear from them again successfully like yeah. they had previously. The sophomore jinx, they call it, Jerry. Yeah, but it, it but it becomes more of a career jinx because they never do anything. Yeah, well, I think what happens is is they, they put their entire life into their first album, right? And then the right. album hits, and then they go on tour extensively, and they're touring, 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 touring. They take a break. They they need to pump out another album immediately, so it's never any good because they now only have a short time of experiences to write from. And then by the time they put the next one out, the genres have changed. Yeah, I the guess. End. I, the end. But there's still alternative rock being pumped out every day. Yeah. I know it changes. True. but And I, I bet they draw a nice crowd. 
I would think you don't think it'd be like the one uh, was was a three eleven. Who was that on? Uh, uh, on that was the. Uh, hold on, the ones in Baron Air Everclear. Everclear, that's it. Exactly. They had a small crowd. Yeah. All right, so let's get to Carlos Correa. All right. Because you got what you wanted yesterday, and that was get lost. And now I got what I wanted. Everything was decided. Hit Were you the, surprised? Hit the bricks. Uh, hit no, the bricks. I was not surprised that the Mets deal fell through. And now let me ask you this. Yeah. So the Met deal fell through, and here's what we here's what we get. Carlos Correa has agreed to a six year deal worth $200 million to go back to the Twins pending physical. <laughs> I love that. I, pending. What could possibly go wrong, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if we were ever in a situation where three days from now we're like, yeah, the Twins found something? They're not sure. <laughs> Let me ask you this. When they keep, okay, so first he signs with the Giants yeah. or, or agrees with the Giants and then has a physical. Right. Okay. Then he agrees with the Mets and has a physical. Yeah. Now he agrees to the Twins and will have a physical. Right. Like, does that mean each time he's having his uh, brand new physical, or are they looking at the paperwork from his previous physical? From t- I would think both. I would think the doctors would look at the previous paperwork if, in fact, that's shared. And I also think they get their own look at him. So he's had a turn and cough three times in a very short period of time. Is that all you actually think about? With a physical? Yeah. Because that's the, the testicle always... test? <laughs> yeah, that was always the part that concerned me. <laughs> so you've got two things that stress you out. Yes. Turn and cough mm-hmm. and bend over. Listen, I'll take turn and cough all day long <laughs> in exchange for not having one quick bend over. I understand, but don't fool around with that, please. That's invasive, though. It Yes. Very but, invasive. But to your benefit, Al. Yes, of please course. Please don't fool around with that. No, no, no. I'm just saying it. it it is a necessary thing to do, but yes. it's very unpleasant. Yes, and the, so is a colonoscopy. So is open heart surgery, but you got to do it sometimes. Actually, the colonoscopy I find relaxing. First of all, oh, you, Jesus. You, clear, really, you really enjoy that night before? Well, you clear yourself completely out. Oh, it's nasty, So though. you're starting fresh the, yes, the next time. Good. I actually had a theory that we should do that once a month. Clear yourself out? Yeah. Yeah. And kind of just restart. Yeah, restart. And then it's also that that sleep they put you in for the colonoscopy is so relaxing. I they, mean, you wake up from that, you're like, ah. Oh. Unless you wake up in the middle of it like I did. Which is unbelievable. Yes. And that is that is unfortunate because the image, and I'll never get that out of my head again. Did you feel it in your butt? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but you woke up and saw on the screen that... I will, yeah, I woke up. So it was one of those things where you know how they they put the IV in and then they say count to ten. Yes, I remember, and this was scary because I felt like they probably pumped it into my veins a little too quickly. I remember one and whoa, and I felt it like I don't think I got to two, and so that was that. And then I remember waking up and I opened my eyes or my at least my right eye, and I remember saying, I remember saying, is that my insides? And then I, all I heard was, oh, my God, he's awake. And then I woke up again, and it was over. He's awake. Hit him over the head with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one hit me over the head with anything. But I do, I remember that vividly, and I remember seeing the screen and seeing what the camera was looking at and thinking, is that me? Oh, my God, he's awake. 
And then did I you feel up. it in your butt? No. So you asked me. That. Oh, is that Eddie? That's Eddie already clipped <laughs> that. <laughs> no, for the second time, Al. No, I didn't. Okay, so you think Carlos Correa has had, though, all three actual physicals. I mean, this guy's got to know every single thing that's wrong with him at this point. Yeah. He's been hey, through so many of Look at it this way. Just be like going to Princeton Longevity Center. He's yeah. got a full body detail workup. <laughs> Absolutely. Not now, a bad thing. I'm I'm happy he's not with the Mets for a couple of reasons. If he got hurt, we would all be saying they shouldn't have signed this guy. Sure. He, all these other teams, you know, the Giants passed on him. Right. So I'm glad to have that not hanging over the season because all these guys get hurt at some point during the season. And I also don't like these long contracts. This no, is I a, think they're stupid. A strange thing that baseball's doing for, I'm not sure the reason. You know, it's an interesting thing in terms of lifestyle. So if I was the player, if I like the team, I like the city, I would love the 12 year. And I think the family would too, because you yes. kind of know, barring a trade, you know where you're going to be as opposed to signing a three-year contract, picking up and probably moving, signing a three-year contract, going to another city. Now, for you, it wouldn't matter because you're a single guy. But if you've got kids, and most of these guys do, it's got to be very difficult to move the family from place to place, which is why I think a lot of guys do live out of condos and hotels and they leave their family back home because at some point you get settled in an area. So on one hand, as a human being, I think it's great for the player and their families. In terms of the business model of baseball, though, it makes no sense to me at all. None. Yeah. The only guy that wins, really is the player until you show me a player that performs at a high level for 10 years consistently. Right. Doesn't and I matter. don't know that we'll ever see that. I agree. Unless you sign that player at the age of 23 to a 10 or a 12-year deal. That's different as opposed to a guy that's 28, 29, 30. Right. I think right out of, uh, yeah, that 22, 23-year-old age range is okay because then they're Let only 33. I know we got to take a break in a second. Let me ask you this. If the Patriots signed Tom Brady to a 20-year contract in 20, whatever it would have been, 03, do you think he would have performed at the level he has? Or he would have been so comfortable that perhaps maybe relax a little bit from time to time? I think a lot of people would relax from time to time, but he seems hardcore. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he would. I think like a guy like Gronk would relax. <laughs> Did you see his donation to uh, Lamar Hamlin? <laughs> Someone did send that to me. $6,900. <laughs> now, is it wrong of me that my first thought was that it was going to be $69,000? Yeah, I always think that way, too, with guys that we perceive having a ton and ton of money that he could just scratch a check for $69,000. It's really wrong of us to do that. Yeah, like I remember seeing something with like Taylor Swift donated to some cause, $10,000. I'm like, $10,000? <laughs> right, she makes that in, in during one song in New Orleans when exactly. she's when she's appearing. <laughs> All right, Jerry, uh, quick break here. Boomer and Geo at the top. Amy Lawrence, a uh, Odyssey Sports Minute on Carlos Correa. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. I am in Chicago. Al is in New York. It's been a very quick, quick hour so far. What else you got, Al? Uh, one more thing. And I think uh, we this was out there yesterday. I don't know how much we talked about it, but the, that the Panthers want to interview the Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka. Yeah. 
after their offensive turnaround. <laughs> Didn't they just finally score 30 points the last <laughs> week? Hey, they turned it around. I mean, you don't have in order for you, for an offensive coordinator to get a, a job interview. Win. Yeah, and it's almost yeah. like just be slightly above 500 or above like it doesn't take much for a buzz to start growing for an offensive coordinator. Not Are you they're... saying that the Panthers don't want to talk with Mike LaFleur? <laughs> they're not interested in him, no. <laughs> and then another former Giant, Jerry Reese, I see, is interviewing for the Cardinals opening. Good for him. I was wondering, I was like, what? when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, Jerry Reese, where's he been? I wonder if, and I don't, you know, it's funny, I don't remember how Reese's deal ended, fired, left, contract just ended. I, I really don't remember. Yeah. I wonder if he was still being paid by the Giants. Sometimes guys, you know, their jobs end and they just kind of, they walk away, relax, clear their head, and then they come back. If that's the case, good for him. He deserves to uh, be a GM again. Yeah, and I did read, as I actually read this article, Jerry, instead of just <laughs> the headline, and I read that he did interview for the Steelers GM job last season. Okay, which got he, it. Which he didn't get, but uh, yeah, I think like it is weird that he's been out for. I guess he sat out a full season, but maybe like you said, he got paid, and maybe there's even yeah, I'm not in the sure contract that he can't. But he's but he deserves to, to be he deserves to be out there again and and interviewing and getting a job. Yeah, that guy won two Super Bowls as a GM, right? Um, did he both of yes. them? Yeah. Yeah. How about that? I'd be like, Where's Dave Gettleman? <laughs> he's retired. Hey, he's you know I we we joke, but with way WFAN FM WFAN FM HD One New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.